Welcome everybody, I'm Richard Krause. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk about Tanya Harding. We're going to talk about whether or not she deserves a comeback. And we're going to do that with my guests. We have Carson Pinch. Carson Pinch is here to talk about uh, the Sketch Fest. And it, this sounds really fun. Look it up online on Twitter at hashtag TOSketchFest18. Uh, it's the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival. We'll give you all the details and everything you need to know about it uh, in just a couple of minutes. Simon Rakoff is here. Simon, you know and love from... 39, is it 39 years now? Yep, 39 April. <laughs> 40 years of doing stand-up comedy in April of this year. I think you were here for the 35th anniversary. You've been here a lot, but I think you were here for the 35th. That's right, that's right. And uh, and you can uh, find uh, Simon decorating a stage somewhere, uh, either in Toronto or in a couple of weeks, Kingston, then in Calgary after that. We'll give you all that information a little bit later on in the show. Also, Jeff Leeson is here. Uh, Jeff is uh, Canada's youngest comedy veteran. That's what your website says. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. I should take that down for sure. <laughs> sounds weird, isn't it? Well, after 18 years, Canada's youngest comedy veteran. So when did you start? Uh, I started at 14 years old. Right. In wow. high school, yeah. Yeah. It was like a double life. It was like I went to school during the day. My mom would pick me up and then we'd go uh, somewhere and do stand-up at night, usually. And how did your mom feel about hanging around comedy clubs? You know what? She uh, she was great. She was like she was the one that um, used to tell me if my jokes were good or not, and uh, she would work on material. And she just I don't know. She just got really into it. She was really supportive, and um, she loved hanging around and and just started to really like comedy and just started to pick it up and and had a good eye for it. Simon, how old were you when you first told a joke on stage? I was old. I was 17. <laughs> <laughs> it was grade 11 already, and I, I only lived the double life for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. And where were you playing then? Uh, there was only one club. There was the Yuck Yucks on Bay Street. I yeah. mean, it wasn't like now with the scene, you know? Like, it was uh, an amateur night was after the show on Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. That's when the new people would go on. Now, you know, you can do 12 open mics every single night if yeah. you want. Well, I, re I remember that <clears throat> Yuck Yucks uh, on Bay Street in Toronto, and it was kind of legendary. That's sort of where uh, Jim Carrey and Howie Mandel and people kind of started off Absolutely, as well, right? and Mike McDonald. And yeah. yeah, sure. Well, because it was the place. Do you remember those days? Like, do, do, of course you, I yeah, do. Yeah. It was my whole growing up was done in that in that dark room. <laughs> and and how big was it? I, I don't remember Not it very. Well. Yeah. I don't know, 200? Not even? The best comedy rooms are small, though, right? Well, yeah, I think so. I think there's an intimacy. I mean, to a point, mm -hmm. but yeah, there's an intimacy, and and the point of also is density, right? You, you'd rather play for fifty people in a seventy seat room than than a thousand people in a ten thousand seat right. arena. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree. And Jeff Leeson has a comedy special called Off the Cuff. It's going to be available on January 26th on Amazon Prime, iTunes, Spotify, and at jeffleesoncomedy.com. We're going to talk all about all that stuff a little bit later on. I'm going to talk about Tony Harding just a little bit. So at the Golden Globes the other night, <laughs> uh, Tony Harding was there. I, Tanya, the film starring Margot Robbie, has been nominated for a bunch of Golden Globes. I imagine it's going to get all sorts of other accolades all the way along. Tanya Harding seems to be sort of in the middle of a press tour. She's being interviewed uh, on a lot of the big American television shows. And she says essentially, yeah, listen, I knew something was probably going to happen with Nancy Kerrigan, but I didn't do anything to stop it. 
Now, whether that makes her complicit or not, legally, I'm not sure. Morally, that may be a different thing. But it really put a crimp in Nancy Kerrigan's career. It made her famous for the uh, film clip where after she has had her knee broken, essentially, by, uh, by a baseball bat, uh, her sitting in a hallway going, why, why, why me? Everyone remembers that video more so than anything that she did on the ice, or a lot of people do anyway. So does Tanya Harding deserve... Uh, another go around. Uh, why don't I start with you, Carson? Well, it's a little bit messy, you know, because mm -hmm. we don't really know what happened. Like, we know that uh, Tanya Harding was charged uh, for basically obstructing. Obstructing uh, justice, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, not wielding the no. club that no, broke no, no. Nancy Kerrigan's knee. And it, even she is kind of like back and forth yeah. of like, did I do it? Did I not? She doesn't say that she didn't like organize this. Right. But she doesn't say she does. Uh, it, I mean, it, do you care about seeing her? If she's, if she, if, did you watch any of the interviews I, with her? I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, I think it's fascinating. I think it's an all American story. Um, it was the biggest story when it happened. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Uh, I was I was just a kid, but I remember very specifically all the events. I remember uh, her skating in Lilyhammer yeah. when her bootlace uh, broke. That's right. Yeah, she's crying. I remember watching that live. It was it was crazy. Um, do I think she uh, deserves a redemption? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think people deserve redemption, but, and they always say, you know, there's always a, a second act in American life, mm -hmm. but I don't know about Tanya Harding, and, I, and it, I love the movie. I, Tanya, is a terrific film, and it sets her up in a slightly different way. It sets her up as a, a child of abuse from an abusive mother, and then married to an abusive man later on, and, you know, it, it was certainly a dysfunctional kind of life that she led, but I'm just not exactly sure, and Jeff, maybe you want to chime in here, whether or not we need more Tanya Harding in our lives. Well... Let me tell you something. Uh, have you guys played sports? Have you, we've all kind of yeah, played sports. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The point of sports is you, you want to win, right? And I think not she at did, any cost, though. I think she did what she had to do to win. Oh, I think man. we're talking about a a true competitor, somebody that just wanted to win, and she did what she had to do. So no, I'm just joking. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking around. But honestly, I think uh, I truly I don't care. Uh, anymore. It was like a long time ago and it right. was crazy that it happened. I think it's an amazing story and something that definitely should have a movie made out of it because it sounds like it's not real anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it was long ago and who cares? Who, so, you know, let her Simon, come back. If do she you care? To. Does, does when someone commits a crime and, and it seems like she obstructed justice at the very least here and now she paid a price for it. She couldn't figure skate competitively anymore and you know they're, 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 she's been vilified uh, not only you know um, sort of in the press but by you know generally speaking everyone she was sort of a pariah for a long time. Uh, do you think that time has healed all those wounds? No but you know, if anybody got redemption, it's her. I mean, she has Margot Robbie playing her in a movie. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's that's already like, wow, what were they seeing? Uh, I mean, you know, Tina Yothers, I get, but Margot Robbie, come on, Tina Yothers, man, that is a blast from the past. Well, right she there. played Tanya Harding in a in a sketch a million years ago. Did that's she? what yeah. I'm saying. That's why. Yeah, no, it wasn't just a random pick. But I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, like like when they do my life. They're not going to get George Clooney. And if they do, I'd say, boy, they really treated 
treated me nicely. Um, and I mean, what do you mean another go round? What's she going to do? She can't skate anymore, not well, competitively. She, well, like, not competitively, but she could. Okay, be, so she can be a bear in the ice capades. She I could, mean, you know, but but that's you know that's about all she can do. I mean, as what? <laughs> she was never an actor. She was never a celebrity, really, other than as but, a notorious person. Well, that's a but. I mean, notorious people make livings all the time now. Real, give her a reality show. Give her, you know, there, there's lots of ways to make money. She had a boxing career. She had a boxing career. She, she was did. a boxer. Yep. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but she can't box either. I mean, she can't do sports anymore. She's too old to compete in sports. That's the problem with sports. Your career ends young. So she trains uh, figure skaters in a reality show and yells at them for half an hour. Richard, I'm not suggesting (laughs) that, you know, you couldn't pitch something. Uh, What I'm saying is, (laughs) does she she deserve to have, like, a career in media, in show business? I don't think so. I mean, there's actual talented people who can't get... You know, gigs. Why Why Tanya Harding? Just because she was in the news for a couple of weeks there? Ah, doesn't work for me. Another blast from the past. Roseanne is coming back. And this is a show that was pretty much the most popular show on television when it was airing in the 1990s. Uh, it is coming back with the entire Connor family intact. Laurie Metcalf, who is... Um, in Lady Bird right now, getting nominated for all sorts of acting awards, is coming back. John Goodman, Roseanne, and um, you know both so Beckys, and b- both Beckys mm-hmm. will be back as well. And I believe Tanya Harding is playing the next See? door neighbor. Yeah, in the, listen, in that's, the new show that's something well. she could do. That is something <laughs> she could do. But do we need more Roseanne in our lives, or is this just kind of pandering to nostalgia for the nineties? Oh, totally pandering, yeah. but, you know, that's how it always is. Remember, in the 70s, we had Happy Days, which was back to the 50s, right. and then we had the 70s show in the 90s. It's every every 20 years, we go back 20 years to look at what was fun then. Carson? Uh, will you be watching? No, I will not. No. Uh, I respect Roseanne as a comedian. Uh, she's dead to me. She Politically? Vo- she voted for Trump. Yeah, and, yeah. and apparently it's the character the story of line. Roseanne is part of the storyline yeah. that she's right. a Trump supporter. Right. Um, she Politically, uh, she's gone off the deep end in my mind. Um, I, I don't support her views in, in that way. I think this will be a test. This show will be a test of uh, Trump's base, mm-hmm. whether or not they tune in in any kind of numbers at all. Jeff, we just I can fix that. She's Jewish. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it, you know, that was in her, uh, the beginning of her career was very much part of her identity. And then on the Roseanne show, it seemed to flutter away. Flutter. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, um, will you be watching Roseanne? Um, I'll probably watch the first episode at least, I would say. You know, I, I was a big fan. I used to love that show. That was it was a great show and I thought they were they were super real. They they right. just portrayed a, a real um family uh that was that I thought was great. I think it's uh total pandering and I think the problem with it is uh I don't think it will I don't think it can possibly live up to how good the original show was. I agree. And I think it's just like hey it's basically like, hey, remember all these people? Here's what they look like now. But it, look, uh, it, there's no way that they all, they're going to be able to. They all look older now. We're going to leave it there uh, with Roseanne and, and Tanya Harding. When we come back, though, with Carson Pinch from the T.O. Sketch Fest, uh, Jeff Leeson, his comedy special Off the Cuff is available on January 26th, and Simon Rakoff, comedian. We're going to talk about where you can see Simon Rakoff the next couple of weeks on stage. Stay with us.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krause. A little bit later on, we're going to talk about fake news, kofefe, and the year's top banned words. Uh, but first, I want to talk to my guest. Karsten Pinch is here from the T.O. Sketch Fest. You can find all about the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival, uh, which is running over 12 days of performances. Mm -hmm. That's a whole lot of sketch That's comedy. A lot of days. Uh, and it starts... In March. Yep. First to 11th. The first to 11th first of to March. 11th, so there's yes. a lot of sketch comedy there. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a little while. You can find Jeff Leeson's comedy special called Off the Cuff. You can find that on Amazon Prime, iTunes, Spotify, and at jeffleesoncomedy.com on January 26th. Uh, that will become available for your general laughing enjoyment. Simon Rakoff is also here. Simon Rakoff, uh, he has a comedy record called Surrounded by Idiots, which is available at simonrackhoff.com and CD Baby and all those places that you can buy that stuff. You're going to be playing in Kingston and Calgary. We'll talk about that. But you have merchandise now available that's on right. your website, and that's awesome. It's about time. Well, I used to sell CDs of my of my album, and now right. everybody can just download it everywhere right. you download music and, and audio. So uh, so I decided I needed souvenirs for my shows because people <laughs> like that stuff. Yeah. So I made a couple of fun T-shirts with my logo on them. And I made my own little in-action figure that you can buy. Yeah, so that's it, it's it's a wooden figure. No, here. no, it's like cardboard. You make it yourself. <laughs> I sell it to you like on the sheet. You cut it out and fold it up, and it fits together beautifully. It's me with like a cube-shaped head. The to, IKEA of action figures. Yeah. There, put it in together action, yourself. That's right. And, Love it. You so, do the work. Do, do you? Leave, so when someone orders one, you put it together and send it to them. No. <laughs> you so, know me, Richard. I, I do know. as little as no, I possibly there's, there's can. There's no time for that. I'm a busy person. No, they just get it on a sheet, and it's perfectly easy to cut uh, out and fold up and put together. That's part of the fun. That's See, brilliant. actually, that's most of the fun. That's all. Because after the fun. that, it's just me sitting there, <laughs> staring, staring at you glumly. <laughs> well, I, I would have thought that if you put them together, safe, you could leave little messages on the inside that only you would know about. Right, so when they rip it apart in frustration, they can see something I said to them. <laughs> That's right. So you're playing, uh, and apart from all the shows that you do sort of in a regular way around Toronto, you're also out of town a little bit. Tell people in Kingston and Calgary where they can see you. I think I'm there the 22nd through the 24th or 5th. Kingston? That's in Kingston yeah. at the uh, Absolute Comedy Club there. And then I'm in Calgary at the Comedy Cave uh, from the, I think, 20, uh, 30th maybe to the 4th. Is the Calgary Cave a place that's not actually... Comedy Cave. Or the Comedy Cave, rather. Is that a, a place that's actually on the second story of a building and yet called a cave? Probably. Anyway, yeah. Actually, you know what? I haven't been because the uh, Comedy Cave I played last time was a different location. That Maybe they that's have what moved. I'm saying. Yeah, they've moved. So I, I don't actually know. The old one was on the ground floor, was but it? still not a cave, no. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, the acoustics would be interesting. <laughs> and and when people come see you, if people are sitting at home going, oh, I just saw Simon, I don't need to go see him again right away, but your show changes all the time, right? All the time. This week, actually, I was just at Absolute Comedy in Toronto, and every night I tried different stuff in a different order just to, you know, well, i got to keep it interesting for me. Yeah. You know, I've never missed a Simon Rakoff show, so. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of fake words uh, out there, a lot of words that have been banned, uh, but the... Uh, Favorite word of Donald Trump, Carson, uh, you might be interested in this. Uh, his favorite word, fake news, is in the real news now because it tops this year's list of banned words and phrases. And I have to tell you that when I hear the term fake news, it's kind of an argument ender for me now. If someone 
is having a discussion with me, and I'll talk about this kind of stuff with people, and they say, oh, yeah, but that's fake news. I automatically shut down. It's like when you're, you know, parents used to teach you, like, if you're having a, a discussion, an animated discussion with somebody, and they swear, they've lost the argument. Mm -hmm. Soon as somebody says fake news, the argument is then over because uh, clearly there it's 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 a it's an argument ender. Carson, how do you feel about it? Have you uh, anyone checked out Fire and Fury, new, the new book? I have it downloaded, sitting waiting on my Kindle. There's a, a little piece where uh, Trump calls Saturday Night Live fake comedy. <laughs> oh wow! Fake comedy. So he's he's latching it on to to other things. Anything that he doesn't. Like it's it's the same thing. If you tell a lie that's big enough and you repeat it enough yeah. times, you'll get people to believe you. And this whole fake news is is just a a, a lie. Uh, anyone can kind of like. Well, it's meant, I think, to uh, destabilize the the general citizenry, the you know yeah. people out there. It's meant to destabilize their belief and trust. In the the newspaper and news business, Simon, when you hear the term fake news, how do you respond? I think of it the same way when people deny climate change and call it junk science. Right. You know, it's 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 the only argument you can have for something that's factually proven is to say, well, the people proving it are liars and have an agenda. That's it. I mean, that's all you can do when they present evidence that contradicts what you think or feel. Yeah. You know, the only thing you can say is, well, they're lying. And that's the cheapest argument there can be. And in real life, you call somebody a liar, and that's the end of the friendship. Absolutely. Now, uh -huh. Jeff, when, when Carson says that you know Trump is calling Saturday Night Live fake comedy, is there such a thing as fake comedy? Can uh, there be? No, really? I don't think so. <laughs> I, unless unless you you start a serious scene and go, this is going to be comedy, and then you're, like, crying at the end, and you're like, well, that was fake comedy. <laughs> I don't that know. That was really serious. So, no, I don't think there is <laughs> such a thing as fake comedy at all. I th I think um, uh, it's, like, it's so hilarious. It's now hilarious to me at this point because he argues like a kid. It's like a kid. Like, you did that. No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, it's right there. No, it isn't. But you, I can see it. No, you can't. But it's like, I'm holding it. No, you're not holding it. Like, it's just, uh, it's a hilarious, to me, it's like, it's so, um, it's not politics anymore. And it's not, it's not even serious. It's a, such a joke that he's made this, uh, this into that. It's just like, but, you never know what the, what the heck he's going to say. Sorry. It's just, he's the ultimate projector too, right? Like right. Trump is the guy who yells at you, you are everything he is. I mean, right. he is a total liar constantly. And so his first go-to is, you're a liar. You know? Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Hillary should be in jail because she broke the law. Right, right. Her emails were hacked. I mean, you know, come on, man. I think that's what he does right away. It's like, hey, hey very nice to meet you. You're a liar. What? Sorry, what? <laughs> it's, it's his version of confession. I, yeah. I don't know what you're about to say, but I know you're about to lie to me because you're a liar. You have a comb over. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with my guest, Simon Rakoff. Go see him at the Comedy Cave in Calgary and coming up at Absolute Comedy in Kingston. You can also check out SimonRakoff.com and check out some of his merchandise. Perhaps you'd like to have a little Simon Rakoff 
Microsoft in-action figure staring back at you, judging you silently <laughs> as you sit and uh, and try and get work done during the day. Carson Pinch is here from the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival. When we come back, we're going to talk all about that. Also, Jeff Leeson has a comedy special called Off the Cuff coming soon to a venue near you. We'll talk all about that shortly. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krause. In studio, Simon Rakoff. You can find out all about him, where he's playing, uh, where he will be so that you can go there and laugh. Uh, you can find out all about that at simonrakoff.com. Check out his comedy CD, Surrounded by Idiots, and maybe pick up a T-shirt and some merchandise while you're at simonrakoff.com. Jeff Leeson is here. His comedy special, Off the Cuff, it's coming soon to Amazon Prime, iTunes, Spotify, and you can find it at jeffleesoncomedy.com. Uh, that comes on January 26th. It's called Off the Cuff. First up, though, here before we get to uh, some other news, uh, like taxing meat, and will that help offset environmental and health problems? We'll get to that in a little while. First, I want to talk about the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival. Carson Pinch is here to talk yeah. about that. It happens for 12 days from March 1st to 11th in Toronto. Um, what do we need to know about it? What will people see? Uh, you'll see the very best, uh, best-in-class sketch comedy from around the world. The best from Canada, U.S., and Europe. They're all coming to converge in Toronto. Literally thousands of troops will be there, and uh, it's going to be a great, good time. You're going to see sketch like much like you would on Saturday Night Live right. or Kids in the Hall. And so, yeah, so sketch comedy, it will... It can take, you say, Saturday Night Live and, and Kids in the Hall, so that's sort of a touchstone for people. But mm -hmm. um, some of it, I would imagine, would be improv. Some would be scripted. Some would be... or, or Mostly it, all scripted. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely some loose moments uh, where people play with the crowd or, yeah. or the energy in the room. But uh, generally, sketch is all 100% scripted. And, and how long... Uh, sorry, may I ask yeah. a question? Will mm -hmm. it be... Um... Real comedy or will it be fake comedy at this particular? <laughs> That's I just want to know viewer. before I get my tickets. I yeah. want to make sure that I'm going to see real. Once we put it out okay. there, we can't we can't tell how people will take it. Okay, yeah. fair. Carson Pinch talking about the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival. Um, so, uh, how long have you been doing sketch comedy? Oh, about a decade. A decade, yeah. yes. And um, what attracts you to sketch comedy versus doing stand-up or any other sort of discipline in this way? Right. We talked about our beginnings, and I'm I'm a, a theater kid. So where you guys started in the clubs, I was uh, the rabbi's son in Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, <laughs> I was a, a little drama nice. nerd. So uh, I generally uh, gravitate to more writing uh, behind the scenes and... Um, putting stuff on stage that is, well, very much rehearsed and with a group uh, of people that I can work well with. And Canada has a long tradition of this. I mean, if mm -hmm. you think back to uh, Wayne & Schuster, would oh, yeah. do sketch comedy, oh, yeah. SCTV, yep. Lauren Michaels from Saturday Night Live had the, what was it called? The Heart, Heart and Lauren Terrific mm -hmm. Hour. That's right. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, on CBC before uh, Saturday Night Live, um, you mentioned Kids in the Hall. Why do you think Canadians are good at this? That's a really great, great question. Uh, Is it because we're great collaborators? I think we're great collaborators. We want to, we want to work with other people. You know, um, I think we're we're nice in that regard. Um, Mike Myers is a, is a kind of a hero to me, and he, uh, the the work that he did here in the city uh, to try and bring a little bit of Canada to the mainstream yeah. in, in, through his sketch comedy. He was just bringing characters from uh, good old Ontario. Um, 
to the stage. And there's a mandate behind the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival mm -hmm. uh, to mm -hmm. grow audiences for Canadian scripted ensemble work. Uh, so you do that by providing big public performance showcases oh, yeah. to deliver relevant professional development to artists. And what does that mean? Are there workshops that people can go to? Or oh, there's workshops. It? There's panels. We we usually last year uh, we had Baroness von Sketch come and do a, a panel talk for us. Uh, we've had professionals from around the world come and give workshops to our artists here. Um, it it really is. Uh, we call it comedy Christmas, right? Because <laughs> uh, we wait for it every year, and it, it's really just a smorgasbord of everything that you want to learn and watch. Uh, from around the world. Can you teach someone to be funny? Oh, you that, can all uh, you can all question. chime in on this one. Uh, no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> you can practice. You can get good. Yeah, you can get through work. It, it takes a lot of work yeah. and a lot of perseverance. Oh, you um, can improve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but at a at a point, you either have it or you don't. Or right. you don't. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree. And the third thing is to create opportunities for positive networking and exchange among comedic writers and performers. Mm -hmm. So that's just a sort of a networking situation. Absolutely. Which I, I think just means you're going to sit around drinking and talking. <laughs> yeah. Is that what that is? That's a lot of that. And, and we'll be in Comedy Bar until the wee wee hours right. uh, talking about tours and, and how we're... When I started doing the festival, I suddenly met all these people from U.S., from the, from Philly, Los Angeles, and I just got back from L.A. last week. I was in Red Deer um, earlier this year doing sketch comedy there for some reason. <laughs> I was in Philadelphia the other, uh, a few months back. Uh, now we have this large network of sketch comedians uh, who are all friends and work and collaborate with each other. It's amazing. And where can people see you specifically perform? Uh, usually I'm at Comedy Bar. Uh, yeah. This Sunday, I will be uh, a part of the Best of the Skechersons 2017 show. Right. Um, that'll be at Comedy Bar at 930. And that's Pat Thornton. Is he still part of the Skechertons or no? He has, he's kind of like a, he's a, the, shep, the a shepherd. He's the patriarch. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we, we have an all new cast from, right. from there. Uh, it, it, we have, we just brought in eight new cast members. Oh. Um, so it's a, it's a good time. Yeah, it's great. Skechersons are kind of like the, uh, the ink spots, you know, they just, that's Keep right. the name, but change who's in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the, yeah. the platters. Or the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like when the Guess Who played at my uh, high school graduation, <laughs> and it was the drummer from the Guess Who. And oh, nobody really? Else. People were really excited, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. and it's, yeah, it was just one guy. Well, it fits the name. <laughs> Guess Who? Guess Who? Yeah. Guess yeah. Who's yeah. in the band <laughs> this week? <laughs> uh, and so that, we were just talking about the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival, March 1st through uh, 11th. You can find out. Uh, all the information that you need, any you know number of ways, try Twitter, hashtag TO Sketchfest 18. I'm sure there will be details there. There's probably a website. TorontoSketchfest.com. There you go. So check that out and, and uh, go see Carson Pinch at the Comedy Bar, and which is a great little bar to go to anyway. I'll also be part of the festival. And part of the festival yes. as well. Uh, so there was a certain group of people out there, PETA mostly, who want to have a, a meet tax that they say will help offset environmental and health problems that are inspired by eating meat. It's kind of like a sin tax. It is uh, um, sort of like the, the taxes that we have on cigarettes and booze. 
Um, Simon, what do you think about this? It's so ironic because one of my favorite meals is meat on a pita. <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy. That shawarma is delicious. I, 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 you'd think they'd change their name, frankly, uh, from something that you wrap meat in. But whatever. Uh, I, I can see their point. I mean, there is, a lot of, uh, there is a lot of health and environmental and money cost in meat. But at the same time, it's something we almost all have. You yeah. know, it, it's kind of like saying there should be a tax on clothes because, you know, the kids who make them and the money spent on it. But most of us wear clothes. So it's understood that that's something we have. You know, the nudists aren't out there going, those clothes wearing people are costing everybody, the rest of us, so much. The closest. Yeah. Yes. And, and Jeff? Yeah. Uh, well, as, a, uh, as an avid uh, meat eater, uh, personally, I'm... Uh, this I I had I until I read this uh, thing I like I had never heard about it's this. New. It's new. It's so, um, I don't know, crazy. It's just crazy. Uh, to to me, I get it. I get the, you know, the health uh, stuff that they're talking about. But I don't know. It just seems like uh, it seems like something that is being done for a totally other different reason. Like, hey, we don't, we don't want you to think about some, you know, bigger stuff. So uh, here's something small. We're gonna tax your meat. So everybody think about that now. Carson? I can't, I can't kick tacos. I just can't. Um, however, I will say this. Uh, it, it is, I, I've been trying to kick meat for a number of years now. Uh, That's worse than eating it. I know. I know. <laughs> the, the environmental impact on the meat industry has is pretty vast. Um, you, you can grow a lot of crops in the same... Um, area that you have all these cows, these these big cow farms. It, it's not good for the environment, uh, and we should cut down. I'm not sure that this is the right method. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Carson Pinch from the uh, Toronto Sketch Fest with Simon Rakoff and comedian Jeff Leeson. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krauss. In studio, we have Simon Rakoff. He's a comedian. You've seen him perform. Coming up on 40 years of being on stage in April of this year, we'll have you back probably before then, but we'll have you back to talk about 40 years of laughs. Sure. Of grins. Of chuckles. People staring at you indifferently and how you, <laughs> and how you respond to that. That was only 35 years. <laughs> you can uh, find out all about Simon at simonrackoff.com uh, buy some merchandise, a t-shirt, maybe an inactivity doll. In action uh, figure. In action figure and his uh, CD called Surrounded by Idiots is available there as well. Carson Pinch from the uh, Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival. We just talked all about that March 1st to March 11th in Toronto. Uh, Go to Twitter, hashtag TOSketchFest18 to find out more details there. Um, Jeff Leeson is here. Jeff Leeson's comedy special is called Off the Cuff. It's available on January 26th on Amazon Prime, iTunes, Spotify, and JeffLeesonComedy.com. You've been doing comedy since you were 14 years old. What made you want to become a comedian? Uh, I was... Um I used to watch it every day after school. I would watch uh, comedy at Club 54. Those and, shows? That, yeah, uh, that was only like 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the yeah, afternoon. It was, I, I think that. it was, uh, that was at 3 and just for laughs was at 3.30 right. or something like that. And it was every day. And, and, and I, was just, I was just mesmerized by um, <clears throat> what they were doing. I, I, was, I, I didn't understand it. I didn't get right. it. But I was just like sat there just watching, mesmerized by it. 
And then uh, I was a pretty quiet kid, but every year we had to make a speech. Like in um, in school, you did yeah. just do like whatever whatever presentation you wanted to do. And I would just always put a comedic spin on it, and I and the response that I got, like that laughter, I was like, "Whoa, what is that? I love this feeling." And when I uh, was graduating grade eight, I was voted valedictorian to give a, a speech at graduation. Right. Nothing to do with marks at all. It was just <laughs> I was the best speech giver in the school, so they were like, "Yeah." You did let's... a speech on Lenny Bruce, and away yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. So we. Um, me and my mom wrote it actually and we put jokes in and wrote uh we roasted like teachers and stuff like that and i got a standing ovation and as people were standing in these little pockets and groups this wave of energy came up and i was like i need this every day it was like seriously like a drug right. and it was i was like i don't know what this is but i need to feel this every day and watching comedy i was like hey that kind of seems like you know i would get that response and that's how it started. And and um, what kind of jokes were you telling in your first? Do you remember that like the first time you got up on stage at oh, a comedy yeah. club in front of people? What sort of jokes were you telling? I remember two things. I remember the first time I got on stage, I was fourteen, and my mom refused to take me to a comedy club. She was like, "You're too young." Right. So we organized a show um, that I did for like friends, family, my hockey team, my my <laughs> parent, like my uh, wow. everybody who came, like yeah, yeah. The, uh, parents of my friends and all that. And we did it at my mom's auditorium in her work. She works at the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. And we did it in the auditorium. And um, I just remember, uh, I thought I was going to do an hour for some odd reason. <laughs> and I was like, I have an hour of material. And like 20 minutes in, I was just out of stuff. Yeah. And and I remember a couple laughs, but I do remember someone heckled me. And I responded and it got a big laugh. And, and then my mom was like, all right, well, if you can handle that then maybe you can handle a comedy club so it, it was like two years later i finally stepped on stage at a comedy club in uh in london and um i just remember again it was it was such a i dressed in a suit to look older because i was <laughs> i was 16 so i i slicked my hair back i wore a, like a silk shirt with a suit i looked like a junior member of the mob basically. Well, i was gonna say you were doing a richard krauss impression <laughs> I, yeah yeah it really really was yeah i could easily have been your son that's like, right it, yeah, yeah, yeah people yeah. have been yeah um so so uh you know trying to look older and i did that for the first few years i always wanted to look older because right. i was by far the youngest guy on every show by at least 20 years at, at, uh, in the, in the beginning. So I really, um, my jokes were a lot about, they had no connection with the crowd because they all came, you know, like from work and all right. that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, homework. Yeah. Hey, phys ed class yeah. was crazy today. Yeah. 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 And I was talking about like my, my mom making me do stuff. Right. And, and I would look out at men whose like wives make them do stuff and they're like, buddy, come on. Come on, man. So it was, it, there was no, it was really a disconnection with the audience right. and it, it just, but it taught me a lot. I mean, I, I bombed for years and years and years learning, um, how to be, first of all, be comfortable with that. And then, and then learning how to, uh, relate to them over time. It was about, okay, how, as I grow and as I get older, then I'll I'll start to match uh, whatever's happening with, with the crowd. How were the older guys like the Simon Rakoffs of the world to you when you were first starting out? Some some were very nice and and very um, willing to give advice. I would ask 
everybody a question if I could, right. uh, and, and, and as many as they would allow before walking <laughs> away. And, you know, some guys are really, um, really nice, especially you have to be careful before the show because guys are getting into their, their zone and stuff like that. So, you know, if you're, if you're trying to start a conversation um, right before someone's going on, they're going to be a little less, right. uh, you know, enthusiastic exactly. about talking to you. Yeah. So I would wait till after and I would, I would go, I would go up to whoever did the best on the show. I would go up to them and I would try to ask questions. And some were very, very nice and would give a lot of time and, uh, others n- not so much. And I just kind of learned, okay, you know, don't, don't ask him and yeah. make sure you ask him. Yeah. Tell me about off the cuff. What can people expect to see on your comedy special? Sure, it's um, it's a very uh, it was it was an amazing night. We filmed it in Sarnia, Ontario, at the London or sorry, at My the uh, town. Uh, are you from Sarnia? Yeah, yeah that, really. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh man, Sarnia is my one of my favorite uh, comedy towns. That's great. The crowds there. We did it station They're musical. So hungry. Yeah, oh, they're they're so hungry, hungry they and don't drunk. Have anything it's, else. Am- yeah. it's like Jeff Leeson, Carson Pinch, and Max Webster. Yeah, that's yeah. Sarnia right there. Yeah, yeah. I think we're on a po- uh, billboard as you drive into town. I was wondering how I knew you, um, John yes. Wing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, John Wing yep. too. Is yeah, he yeah. From Sarnia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And uh, Mike Weir is yep. also uh, from what Point Edward, right? Yes. Is it? Brights yeah. Grove. Oh, Brights Grove. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, Point Edward. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know. I, yeah, I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. That is yeah. by Sarnia, right? Yeah, Am yeah. I? Okay. Yeah. Okay. At least I was in the right neighborhood. Anyway, yeah. So we filmed it at uh, Station Music Hall in um, Sarnia, one of my favorite uh, venues in the in the country. And uh, it's a it's a show that my my style is very much improvisational. It's uh, really based on the crowd, and it's not it's crowd work, but it's different than crowd work. It's really about taking people creating stories and characters based on a curiosity that I have about them. I'll see something that catches my eye. Um, and it's not necessarily leading to a joke or a bit. It's really a curiosity about them. And then taking that and trying to write a bit on the spot and then bringing it all together at the end to tell the kind of the story of the night. So the reason it's called Off the Cuff is it's it's vi- it's all, like it can't be uh, duplicated. It's, right. it's that night, that crowd. It's a one-time shot. It's very risky, but um, the reward is also very high. So it's uh, it 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 was such an amazing night, and I can't uh, thank the people of Sarnia enough. Is this one show? Is that like did you start at you know eight o'clock, finish shooting at nine thirty, and that's what we're gonna see? Yeah. So normally um, you would do two in a yeah. night or or over two shows. Yeah, and I was then at the Judd Apatow tapings at Just for Laughs nice. recently and they, he did two and when I saw the special I was like, oh yeah, I see what happened here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So normally you get a couple chances and then they cut it together. Um, the way that I do my show because it's so improvisational and it's based on the people, you can't do that. Right. So And there's no way to cut it together. So we really only had one um, shot to to make it, and uh, it didn't, and thankfully it turned out really well. My album was done in one one take. Was, was it? it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something that like is is a lot of guys. It's very difficult, and a lot of guys won't won't do it because yeah. they're they it's it's risky. So yeah, it's it's uh it's a risky thing to do, but if it works, uh, when it when it works, it's it's an amazing feeling. I think that's the definition of comedy. It's it a is, risky really. thing to do, yeah. <laughs> but when right. it works, it's magic. Sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. The special is called Off the Cuff. You can find it uh, January 26th on Amazon Prime, iTunes, Spotify, and JeffLeesonComedy.com. 
Uh, January 26th, my father's birthday. So there you go. That's why we picked it. That's why you picked yeah. it. Yeah. Little known right. fact, but that's Good why. Good work there. Jeff Leeson, check out uh, the comedy special. We've just got a couple of minutes left. I want to know, and Carson, I'll start with you because sure. you've been outspoken about Donald Trump already mm-hmm. in the show. Um, are people getting tired of Trump jokes or are they an important part of shining a light on what's happening in the news right now? Yeah, sat- satire is important. Um, and it, it, it's, I'm conflicted about this because yeah. uh, is it good for comedy? Maybe. Probably. Is it worth it? No, probably not. Yeah. Uh, we'd much rather have a, a sane person in office than a good joke. Um, but it, it is an important job uh, to satire the administration. And, and, and presidents have been, the and, and prime ministers have been the mm-hmm. subject of mm-hmm. comedy forever. I mean, the, the Fireside Theater was all about uh, uh, political humor. I mean, every president has had... Uh, it, someone, what was his name, Simon? You might remember who did John F. Kennedy. Oh, uh, uh, b- b- poor. Yeah. <laughs> all, all I can think is Lenny Bruce feeling bad. Von Meter. Von Meter. Yeah. Poor who, Von Meter said Lenny Bruce after yeah, Kennedy was shot. Yeah. Who was who was someone who was a superstar playing John F. Kennedy as a comedian, and then after the assassination, as Lenny Bruce says, poor Von Meter. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, what do you think about uh, political humor in that way? We just got about thirty seconds left. I think it's important, and I think he's an endless well of of fabulous material. I mean, when people stop caring about him, that'll be great. But until then, by all means, pound away, boys. Jeff, uh, yeah, I agree. I think he's the he's the one creating it. It's not like anybody has to go too far to come up with a joke. It's like all you have to do is listen and repeat. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's important to do, especially if he's going to put his foot in his mouth as many times as, uh, as he is. If you want to see any of my guests, you got to go to a comedy club. Uh, Carson Pinch, you can see him at the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival March 1st through 11th. Go to Twitter, hashtag TOSketchFest18, or the website. TorontoSketchFest.com. Uh, Jeff Leeson, we just talked about Off the Cuff, his comedy special. It's available on Spotify, iTunes, JeffLeesonComedy.com, Amazon Prime, and you can find out everything you need to know about Simon Rakoff at SimonRakoff.com. Thank you all for being here. Thanks to Andre and the board. Most of all, thanks to you for listening.